We're going to be brief today. It's 12. We should be out of here by 1230. You believe in God with me? Don't look at me like that, Elder. You ain't got to act like that. <laughs> you right here. Come on, believe God with me. James chapter 2. Let me, I'm going to read two, two scriptures to you, and then we're going to go. We're going to go. James 2, verse 8. Don't, as a matter of fact, Howard, y'all just stay right there because we're going to be we gonna be out of here in a second. James 2, uh, verse 8 and 9. Yes, indeed, it is good when you obey the royal law as found in the scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. James 2, verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Can faith save him? Father, for the next few minutes, I want you to breathe on us. Uh, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to understand uh, that we might be changed into the word we see, hear, and understand today. Help us continue to grow through uh, the book of James and what your Holy Spirit left here for us. Impart something to us today that helps to shift the trajectory of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for your ministry, sir. Uh, today, today we're going to do two. We're going to discuss two. Uh, I'm going to make two points today. Uh, we're going to go through James two, and one just one one message today. We're going to finish the whole chapter. Uh, just two points that the Lord has has me to lift to you today. Uh, two major concepts. I'm going to touch on them, and I want you. I want you to do something a little bit different. I'm not going to deep dive as much as I usually would because on this one I want you to take some time. And I want you to go, and I want you to search some scriptures, and I want you to do some study, and I want you to see for yourself uh, where uh, the, the word of God does agree with itself, okay? And so that's what I'm going to have you do. Also, all right, so let's just, uh, let's just go. Concept one. This is good for the season we're in. F concept one. Uh, favoritism and or partiality is sin in God's eyes. Favoritism and or partiality is sin in, in the eyes of God. Just gonna read the word, let it speak for itself because we're in James. I'm gonna go back to verse one and we're gonna come forward. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. Well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? James uses some really strong language here because he's making an important point that is central to the gospel. Uh, he says, how, how can you even say you have faith in God? He says that favoritism or discrimination reveals evil motives. 
because the value of people is not determined by what they have or what they can give you or what they look like or their socioeconomic status or their race or their gender. That is not how a, a godly person establishes value. My God, help me today. Uh, this is a good message, especially for the season that we are in. In light of the verdict that we most recently witnessed, we realize now more clearly that we are in the world, but we're not supposed to be of the world, okay? You got to understand that you don't live here in the United States of the kingdom of God. Despite what they may have taught you, this is not really one nation under God. It's just one nation under a nation. That, that's what it is because uh, <laughs> it's quite evident that we don't operate as a godly nation when you look at how the leaders lead and how the system works. Uh, the system is based clearly and totally on partiality. Amen. I said to somebody, there's two justice systems in America. There's one for those who have and one for those who don't. Okay. God is a God of justice and equality. Watch this. God believes that all people have value. And, and we should believe the same thing too. How do I know that God believes that all people have value? Here's how I know. Because it said, for God so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten. He didn't give his son for some of us. He gave his son for who? All of us. Because he is the father of all. And so value in a person is not determined by what they have or what they can do for you. It's determined by the fact that they were created by God. And therefore, they have value and should be treated with honor. And the, and the playing field should be level. But we don't live in the United States states of God. So we must then what? We must endeavor to operate within our kingdom that we live in the right way. So then we should not have partiality in church. <laughs> yeah, partiality is not just about money. It's not just about socioeconomic status. Some of us show partiality uh, by who we like and who we don't. Who's like me and who's not? Who does for me and who doesn't? This is not kingdom. This is not, this is not the way God desired us to operate in his kingdom. We're, we're supposed to have a level playing field. He says in verse 8, it is good when you obey the royal law as found in the scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you serve, uh, uh, if you favor some people over others, you are committing a sin. You are guilty of breaking the law. You cannot love your neighbor as yourself 
and show favoritism to people you like the best or the most at the same time. Watch this. The royal love of law uh, and, and partiality are mutually exclusive. You don't get to determine who the neighbor is. Love one another as you love yourself. Point one, let's go. Point two, concept two. Sometimes we beat, we beat the word down too long. It's very plain here. I love James because James is very practical and very plain. Uh, don't show partiality. <laughs> Treat everybody the same. Love everybody. Concept two, faith without works is dead. We'll spend the rest of our time, which is just a few minutes, right here, and I pray that this helps you uh, because as it, it's the city of faith, amen? We always end up somehow coming right, right back around to faith. Okay, let's go James 2, go to verse 14. Verse 14, let's, let's read there. Uh, and I hope I'm not moving too fast for you online. Uh, I want everybody to get home to their family and enjoy the holiday nice and early. Verse 14, here we go. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith, I'm in the, uh, now, now watch this, I'm in the NIV, which is different for me, because y'all know that's not really a version I read from, but I felt like this really grasped and captured the essence of what we wanted to share today. What, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claimed to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Let me, read, let me read this to you, and then we're going to go back to James. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. It says here, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Okay, now I want to help you because a lot of times the, the argument with James chapter 2 in this area comes from the fact that people confuse uh, they, they begin to think that James and Paul here have a disagreement. James and Paul don't have a disagreement. Watch this. They're not con con uh, contradicting one another. They're not even talking about the same thing. The conversation is not the same. Okay? What, what do you mean, Pastor? Okay, Paul is talking about getting saved. <laughs> James is talking about living saved. There it is. That's the that's the difference. That's the problem. A lot of us a lot of us get confused uh, when we talk James and then you want to talk Paul. Watch this. Paul is talking about how do I get into salvation. James is talking about how do I know I'm in salvation. Oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, what James is trying to tell you is that if you say uh, that you have faith in God, then we should not have to guess. And wonder, because watch this, put this in your notes, real faith 
always produces fruit. And that fruit is what we in faith circles like to call corresponding action. I'm going to help you just even. We're almost out of here. Real faith, Howard, produces fruit in your life. LaShawn, when you really believe God, we don't have to wonder. Because we'll see something different in you. Okay, okay. Verse 14 says this. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds or no works or no actions, can such faith save them? Okay, now watch this. Uh, because here he says, uh, if somebody don't have no clothes or no food, you can't just say to them, go in peace. Okay, this is this is imagery he begins to present here. He's trying to show you something in a practical way, Priya. He's trying to say, saying you have faith and then doing nothing is the same as seeing a hungry person and saying, be full. <laughs> what is this, magic? They don't need magic. They need food. And you know what? Too far, too long, I should say, in, in the faith teaching We've acted like God is a magic genie of some sort. And all you got to do is say it. Just say it. Just say it. And it'll happen. I'm here to tell you that some stuff ain't going to happen by you just saying. Some stuff you're going to have to actually do something. Okay, you don't believe me? Try saying the BGE be paid. Come on, BGE, be paid. Be paid. You just keep looking. Now, I'm not saying that somebody can't, God can't give somebody a BGE login and have them go in and pay the bill. I mean, I'm sure that can happen. How many people have it happened to in here? Okay, exactly. So, <laughs> you're going to have to do something. This, this, this is how he said, this is how James says it. He says, it's verse, it's verse 18. He says, but someone will say, you have faith. I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you call it? Missouri? It's the show me state. He, he, said, he said, okay, we standing next to each other. Uh, Jason, me and you having a conversation, and you say, I got big faith. And I say, I got big faith. And I say, show me you got big faith, Jason. And you say, I got big faith. Show me you got big faith. And then I do what God told me to do. One of us just show we had some faith. I'm not saying the other one don't have no faith. What I'm saying is, I don't know. <laughs> How can we know you have faith? Watch this. How can you know you have faith? Because, why? because watch this. The, the person you deceive the most is yourself. And the most harmful person for you to deceive is your, I told you this just a couple of weeks ago. You can fool me. That's fine. I mean, you, you trick me. I'm just tricked. You trick yourself and you stuck. Faith will dictate or should dictate your actions. Okay. What do you mean, Pastor? What do you mean? Okay. Okay. Um, we call it, I come... I, I grew up in 
spiritually in word of faith circles. Now I'm going to say that I appreciate what I learned in those circles, but I also appreciate what God showed me not to take from those circles. And, I, and so we endeavor here, even though we are faith church, to teach a healthy, well-rounded faith message that does not cause you to live shipwrecked in life, believing for things you had no business believing for, and then ask, acting like God failed you when you were just confused. Okay? So, so now, now, corresponding action is the word that we use. It means that when you believe God and when you have faith in God, it produces an action in you. Okay. Faith does things. Okay, faith um, obeys. Ah, most of you thought faith got your money first. I'm here to tell you, one of the fundamental primary results of real faith in God is obedience. And disobedience is evidence of a lack of faith. What, what disobedience toward God says is, God, the instruction you gave me, I know better than that. It's fine. It is. It is. It says, uh, God says, go. And you say, no, nah, I'm going to stay. Now, I mean, now very practically, without a lot of, a lot of you know, heavy example, if, if I tell you it's safe over here, and you say, nah, I'm going to stay here, then inherently what you're saying to me is it's not safer over there, it's safer here. I don't trust what you said, so I'm not going to do what you said. It's funny to me that you want to believe God for a million dollars, but you can't believe him for a basic instruction. Something's broken. That something's not making sense with your faith. Not making sense. Watch this. Hebrews 11 and 8. It says, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as an inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Okay. So God says to Abraham, get up, leave from this familiar place. And go to a place, what place? Don't worry about it, just go and I'll show you. What was his corresponding action? He left. He went. He stepped out. He goed. I'm sorry, that's not English. <laughs> I want to make sure you're with me. <laughs> he went. <laughs> he had a corresponding action. If Abraham had to said to God, God, I believe what you said. And sat there. You would have said, what? Nothing, because you wouldn't even be here, because there would be no Christianity, because <laughs> Jesus could never got to the earth. <laughs> because watch this. this is, that's a, it's funny, but watch this. When you don't step out, it doesn't just impact you. You missed that. Where the father's at? Where the father's at? Abraham's the father of faith. Watch this, daddy. While you stomping through the house, telling everybody that you are the pater familia, I'm the head around here. Your inability to obey God has ramifications which don't just impact you. They ripple through your generations to follow. 
if your disobedience ripples through generations, then guess what else does? Your obedience. I don't know, that's not in my, I just, I, praise the Lord. Faith obeys. Watch this. Faith gives. I took the offering up. Relax. Y'all got nervous right away. Yeah, he'll take another offering. No, I'm not. Hebrews 11.4. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. You wonder why you don't give? You don't believe God. You think you can do better with the money than God can. Point blank. Now I'm not saying that give give your light bill to us. That's that's not. Let me just make sure that everybody, because the internet is on. That's not what we say, internet. What we're saying is that if the Lord impresses on your heart to give ten dollars, and you keep your ten dollars, or you give Him one and keep nine, what you say to God is, I can do better with that nine than you can. I don't trust you with the nine dollars, so I'm going to hold on to the nine dollars. I don't care what you say, you do not not give because you don't trust the church. Because nobody ever gave money to the church and the church turned around and put the money back in your hand with interest on it. We, we don't invest your money for you and you don't expect us to do that. That's not how church, that's not, you know you're giving to the furtherance of ministry and, and, and lights got to stay on and maybe some people get paid. I mean, maybe some, I mean, they're working. You're not giving because you're not trusting the word of God. Faith pursues. There's a corresponding action. What do you mean, Pastor? This is a guy named David. He was a king. Before he was a king, I mean, when he was a king, he had wars. And, and if you go to 1 Samuel 30, uh, the Amalekites came up and they, and they stole a bunch of David's stuff and all of his men's stuff. And all of David's men turned against him and they was angry. But David didn't trip. He, he did trip a little bit, but when he got himself together, he said, bring me the ephod. I need to go pray. And he put the ephod around him and he began to talk to the Lord and he asked the Lord, shall I pursue? Shall I get it? And the Lord says, surely you shall pursue and you shall recover all. And David did what? Pursue. Some of you are sitting in the room Talk about, Lord, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it. And the Lord is saying, no, get up and pursue. Go get it. The word of God says he has given you, I'm, I'm feeling so, the power to get wealth. He gave you the power to get wealth. He said he dropped wealth in your lap all the time. He said, no, I gave you the ability to think and strategize and plan and then get up and go get it. What you, you want to name it and claim it. <laughs> you want to blab it and grab it. Instead of getting up and pursuing it. You got to get up and do Faith praises. Why do we keep telling you clap your hands? Lift your hands. Clap your hands. Because if you really believe, I'm sorry people, I know that was loud in your ear. If you really believe God, you praise him before you see what he said happen, happen. The reason why you not ever thanking him is because you really don't believe it's going to happen. You trust, watch this, you trust grandma more than God. 
How I know? Because when grandma said, hey, baby, I put a little check in the mail for you. It'll be there in a few days. What you said? Thank you, grandma. Check unseen. But you trust that that check is coming in the mail. God gave you 66 books of promises and you ain't thanked him yet. We got to beg you to praise and beg you to thank and beg you to jump and beg you to dance because you don't believe it. Faith runs. I feel like <laughs> faith speaks. The Bible says the righteousness of faith speaketh on this wise. I keep telling you, you ain't got nothing because you won't say nothing. Some of you need to learn to speak up. God places you in rooms and in circles and you sit there intimidated by who you around like you don't got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. Faith, I have you speak up in a room. I got something to say. I'm talking about y'all. <laughs> I'm saying what I got to say. <laughs> I got another verb for you. This one don't seem like a verb, but it is. Faith waits. That's the one, that's the one, that's the one. Yeah, see, 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 this required a Holy Ghost because now you got to know when to go and when to wait. Some of us, some of you ain't got faith, you got cockiness. So you keep going when God said, wait, hold up, now you're going to go. God said, now hold on, wait a minute. Let me get, I need to prepare the way. Sit, sit. You know what? I love how he said. He said, stand still. If I'm standing, I'm already still. He said, I want you to know that when you get still at my command, you're still doing something. Stand still. What do you mean? Stand. Having your loins girded about. There is power in the weight. This is why you need a Bible because the problem is you don't know God. So you don't know when to go and when to wait because you don't know the character of God. So every situation you get in that you're supposed to go, you're waiting. And then we're supposed to wait, you going. And then when we tell you, read your Bible, pray, talk to the Lord, you're looking at us like we crazy. Faith waits. You got to go. <laughs> Y'all got me excited. He, said, he says in verse 18, I mean 19, you believe that there is one God. Good. I love James. I love how he talked to people. He said, even the demon believe that. And they shudder. Watch this. Just you because you believe in God, does that mean you have faith in God? Because believing doesn't move you, faith does. teach you the faith message, I tell you that there's a such thing as sense knowledge faith. There's a such thing as saving faith. There's a such thing as the God kind of faith. But there's also demonic faith. Because even the demons believe but all they do is tremble. They never move. We gotta go. 
he said, you, he said, you foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without works is dead? It's useless, the Bible says. Or was He says, was it not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith made complete by what he did. See, the problem is you got incomplete faith. You won't do anything. You won't step out, Deron. You won't step out, LaShawn. You won't step out, Deja. You got to step out. Faith is, faith is about, I got a word from God. And everybody looking at you crazy. And you say, that's okay, you can look at me crazy now. But I see the word right there. I think I'm going to step out on it. I think the word can hold me up. I believe not step on it. I, be, I see I got some firm foundation. You back there laughing, but watch this. I'm going to step again, and I'm going to stand on that firm foundation. And you looking at me like I'm crazy. But I tell you what, you look at me now. Look at me later. I bet you're going to see I wasn't crazy. I was full of faith. Verse 25, in the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. I got a word for, for the loose one. You can believe God too. If God can use Rahab, he can use you too. You just going to have to get yourself together. As the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without corresponding action is dead. If, you, if your faith is alive, do what God told you to do. I, I got one more for you and we're going home. If your faith is alive, praise God now because you believe that what he promised is already done. I'm going to give you one more. If your faith is alive, stop crying and whining and go possess the land. If your faith is alive, stop holding that grudge. Go forgive and restore the relationship. Wow, my God. If your faith is alive, go home and apologize to your spouse and serve them like the Lord told you to. If your faith is alive, stop acting out and being mean and hateful and spread the love of God like you've been called to do. If your faith is alive, quit rebelling and obey God. If your faith is alive, get up and go after what God said that you can have. Get on your feet and give God a praise in this place. I believe God. Everything he promised me, I believe it belongs to me. And I'm not going to sit here losing when I could be standing up winning. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. If this is the word that's been up, we're going home. I did what I came to do. God wants you to believe him and not, not just sitting around talking about it. He wants you to be about it. Yeah. Glory to God. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. We're getting ready to go.